Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Insight Podcast episode three. I think this is our featured episode three. Uh, I do apologize for the delay. I've been very busy with school and some scheduling issues with some upcoming guests, but we got that all sorted out with a special guest today. But before we get into introducing our special guest, I'd just like to thank everyone who makes this show possible. So huge thank you to everyone at AS1 Network, 410 Gaming, with special assistance from Yaya and my amazing editor, Kenny, who likes to shout out his OnlyFans mid-episode. I really appreciate you guys for doing all that. And Kenny doesn't have an OnlyFans, by the way. He just likes to troll. But regardless of that, uh, our guest for today is probably the only guy I'd be willing to jump in a snowbank for. If you've been following me on Twitter, he did drop me from his team despite <laughs> me winning two elementary basketball championships. MJ himself, how are you doing today? What up, what up, what up, guys? I mean, I told you, bro, he missed one shot no, I, out of like 8,000 attempts, bro. I can't, I can't have that, you know? What if that was the one shot that we need? It's crazy, it's crazy, it's crazy how I let you on the show even after you ego me and drop me like that. But it, <laughs> we're, we'll move past that, right? All right. Um... For the small amount of people who don't know who you are, um, just introduce yourself. I'm sure there's maybe two people who don't know who you are who are listening. Um, well, my name is MJ, and don't ask me what it means because that's exactly what it is. <laughs> um, I, I don't have any – it's not an acronym. It's not a nickname. It's literally just my name. My parents were so fucking lazy about it. Um, <laughs> I'm a wedding photographer in the Bay Area, um, and I'm also the owner and founder of Heathens Esport. I don't – See, whenever, whenever people like ask me who I am, I don't bring up heathens unless the conversation starts to go into esports. Mm-hmm. Only because they look at me with that dumbass look, like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> like it just, it just doesn't. You know, I just kind of keep it like, yeah. "Yeah, I'm a wedding photographer. I'm into real estate. I am a life insurance agent. Yada yada yada." Mm-hmm. And then later on down the line, if Hey, you talk about video games? Oh shit! You know, I also own Heathens. You know, like, yeah. Slide, slide it in there. Yeah, slide flex. Yeah, that's who I am, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember actually fun story about how I met MJ. Was I was doing as some of you were in the stream. I was doing a live stream, talking oh. about what happened with the Furious Steel situation. Remember that? And mm. then all of a sudden, there's this org in there. Heathens is dropping popcorn emojis, saying "Continue on." And offering a home for any streamers who need a place. And after that, MJ and I became good friends and all that. So that's an interesting way that MJ and I met, which is kind of a fun story. And that's how all this podcast stuff started. So, you know. Bro, this, this guy exposed the shit out of that org. <laughs> I'm just saying. He he not only tweeted, this dude went live. Yeah. actually exposed details. It yeah. wasn't those like, you know, send me a DM. No, 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 no. No, this dude was all over. Like, he was in public. Like, he was... He like ask me any questions, I will happily oblige. I will expose the <laughs> shit out of this work. So shout, exactly out, shout out to Kim for helping me get this podcast. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, so uh, I want to talk about like your photography stuff, man, because I see that on the timeline on your personal every once in a while. So like what mm-hmm. like what got you in that? Because I know some people who do it, and it's kind of it's very interesting, right? So like. Break that mm-hmm. down for me. I did see the one where the guy took a Tinder date on a photography shoot. Sick, by the way. That was nuts. That, was, that, was, nuts, that yeah. was elite. So let's talk a little bit yeah. about that before we get into gaming and stuff. Like, Just tell me about your photography business. Tell me about what you do and everything like that. I started photography back in 2010. Um, I didn't know what it was, right? I didn't know what a DSLR was. I had a regular janky camera, like just point-and-shoot camera, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my best friend, 
came in one day we were hanging out and he was like hey yo i'm taking photography like i'm taking photo shoots and stuff and then he it was a canon t2i it was like a very basic dslr mm -hmm. but the moment i was like hey let me try it out this is my first time seeing a big ass camera like no one at that time in 2010 at least in my circle where i was hanging out no one I didn't see a big ass fat ass camera like that. I'm like, mm -hmm. what the fuck is this? Look, look at a damn gun. <laughs> so I I picked it up, I held it, I was like, fuck, it's heavy. And I, I did. I just I didn't know the settings, I didn't know what it was. I just did a shoot. And I guess that mo I, I, I wish I could take like show the first ever photo I took from this camera. Yeah. But I fell in love with it. Um, it, it was crispy. The background was blurry. I was like, "Yo, what the? Fuck is this? <laughs> what the? F I shit you not. Like, I, the 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 spoiled brat I was back in the day. Mm -hmm. I like kind of sugar, sugar love my mom. Um, you know, yeah. Like, um, you know, cause she asked me every time, like, what do you want for Christmas? I was like, I mean, this camera doll, like, you know, <laughs> this super I don't wanna, expensive I do, camera. Yeah, I didn't want to buy a Canon because uh, my best friend got it, so I want to go to Nikon. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, long behold, Christmas time comes. Uh, they got me uh, my own DSLR, a uh, couple of lenses to go with. Um, and ever since then, man, I just fell in love with it. Uh, so currently, I do wedding photography. That's my main bread and butter. Yep. Uh, on Beside that, I do portraits and sports. Okay. No one knows sports, but I actually started with sports. Really? Okay. Um, that's I started with sports. I did basketball. I did football, soccer, baseball, um, anything fast action paced. Mm -hmm. I love doing. Yeah. Only because like sometimes the moment when you capture a specific moment in anything, especially in weddings, it sticks to you. Mm -hmm. When you look back like 24, 48 hours later and you go through your archives of photos to see which one you're going to edit. I look at it and I'm just like, fuck, that moment was dope. <laughs> like I was, I was laughing at that moment. Yeah, and that's why I love photography because it, it's, it gets to the point where you can look back 15 years later and you can still remember exactly what happened, based on that photo you took. That's what's up. Yeah, I like that. That's that. That's the kind of thing that I enjoyed the most. Yeah. Um, like yeah. this, this year, uh, I have a couple of weddings to do. 2020, I had none. Yeah, I suppose. Um. Yeah. 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 Fucking COVID and shit. Yep. Yeah. But. 2019, I had nine, I had eight, eight to nine big weddings, four small ones, and then a whole lot of portraits. So let's make a deal right here on the podcast. When I get married, you know, whenever that happens, right? You're Come doing on. my, you're doing what? my, you're doing my shoot. Dude, just say less. Just tell me when, where. I don't care where it is. You know, you might have to fly halfway across the country, right? Pay for mm -hmm. your ticket and everything, but you're coming to do my shoot, right? 100% on yeah, the podcast, I'm, I'm, confirmed. I'm fucking down. Okay. I'm always out. And the other always, deal, always. the other deal MJ and I actually have, as I mentioned in the intro, is when Heathens Esports hits 1,000 followers, I'm keeping the deal. Wait. I'm jumping Wait. in a snowbank. Oh, my I'm God. I'm keeping it, because I said that one night. I was like, yeah, if they'd hit 1,000 by the night, I'll jump in a snowbank. Nah, I'm keeping it. I'll record it and post it on Twitter. When you hit a thousand, there's plenty yeah, of snow. I gotta, send, I, got, I gotta send you a merch then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bro. I, I mean, got to. Yeah. All right. So that's pretty dope. I'm sure everyone who follows your personals are into photography, but people who just know you by heathens, right? 
probably don't know mm-hmm. that side of you. I like that. I Maybe think that's not. really dope. I, you know, I could never do anything, anything related to like artis- artistic, you know, <clears throat> anything like that. Photography, like, I gotta be in eighth grade art class, bro. Like, I mean, I'm bad. I mean, I'm really, really bad. And anything like graphics, pictures, I just don't have that vision, right? That's that's funny because I got an F. <laughs> what? I'm not kidding. I got an F. <laughs> How did you do that? I got an F. F for well, I had ceramics. I got an F oh, in my first ever semester. Ceramics. Oh yeah. Pass. Yeah. Pass. Other art is like C or D. Okay. I just don't. Not, I'm not very well with creativity. Oh. Oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. All right. Okay. Right. Right. All right. So let's move towards gaming. Right. So. What got you really into gaming in general? Oh, my best friend again. <laughs> okay. Um, well, technically, I've been into gaming since PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. Um, the old boxy with the control, like wired controller with, with, the, with no analog memory right? card. God, it was horrible. <laughs> yeah. um, it was light. You know? Anything, any scratch on a disc makes it worse. Yeah, but you just have to like yeah. breathe on them, rub them on your shirt, mm-hmm. and hope they work, right? Yeah, and then it makes it worse. Yeah, <laughs> like, bro. Uh, you know, ever since then, I've just been into gaming, but like truly get into it. Into it, it wasn't until my best friend again. Um, it was two years before he got the camera. He had a 360. Okay. And he had um, World at War. Oh. So it was the uh, I think the first zombie one. It was the first zombie yeah. Call of Duty. Yep, the first one with and like I, the classic maps. And I played that, and I just fell in love with it, you know. And yeah. then I did the whole Christmas thing again. Yeah. So <laughs> got a three sixty, got a three sixty for Christmas, and then it just kind of started there, honestly. Um, Call of, and that was like my first time actually seeing Call of Duty, and then NW two came, and then I just that was it. Yeah, that's competitively cool. it was Black Ops one. Black Ops one, okay. I like I like Black Ops one a lot. That's where I started. You know, all my mm-hmm. all my friends were playing it like MW two and stuff, but. You know, I had the highest KD at the lunch table when it came to Black Ops 1. So, no big deal or did anything. No, no, nah, nah, for Black, wait. No, I did not have the highest KD. Oof. No, I was the most toxic, though. I can tell you that. Yeah, I mean... I was the most toxic one. <laughs> that game was fun, though, man. I loved Black Ops 1. I mean, I'm kind of tired out of Nuketown at this point. I've been playing it every other year for... A decade now right so i'm getting a little tired of it and i don't like how they just keep reskinning these maps and everything like that but mm-hmm. i suppose if you think about it right these some of these people did not play the original nuketown or even black oh, ops God. 2 nuketown right that God, that yes and so they keep reskinning because there's new oh. people that haven't played it right but then mm-hmm. the people like me and you were just like dude this is the fifth title i've played nuketown in Right, Nuketown's yeah. elite. I like Summit better. But See, weird, no one right? even understands like when when people get nuclear now. No, motherfucker, have you played Nuke in Modern Warfare Two? <laughs> that was elite, bro. Twenty five kills and you destroyed the whole game. Like, oh, it, it, it was fun. It, it was more like it was more like seven kills once you got your Harrier. Then you kind of oh then you, it was a guaranteed nuke at that point. It was a it was a Harrier, and then you either had AC one thirty chopper gunner. Well, no, what was a uh, Hilo? Yeah, Pavlo. It was a Pavlo. And then either you had the chopper gunner or the AC-130. Okay. I usually went for the chopper gunner. 
I see. I ran the um, I ran the classic Harrier chopper gunner nuke. Just the classic. Seven. What was that? Seven nine eleven. Seven eleven twenty five. God, dude, that shit was fucking nuts. Yeah, I love that. It was. It was just. I don't think kids understand how how much fun it was getting nukes. But they don't also understand how much, how broken that game was. Oh my god! People Holy are people are saying shit. like remaster it. I'm like I try to explain no, to them. That game was broken. I try to explain like they're gonna balance the game if they remaster mm-hmm. it, and it will that not man, be that, that, fun at all. That one man army noob tube clan. Oh my god! god. Fuck me. That was the worst. Cause <laughs> what they do nowadays <laughs> is you could change your class, but you wouldn't get your noob tubes back, right? That'd be like that. Oh, you're right. You're you right, know, you're right. so this you're it wouldn't right. be as fun. See, the broken games were more fun when we were kids, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right for sure. Um, yeah. So moving into like more modern Call of Duty, you know, you're a big Warzone guy. I've been watching. I hop in the streams. You know, I make fun of yes, you a little you bit, but yes, you do. Uh, <laughs> So, what are your thoughts on like Call of Duty focusing more so on Warzone than their current titles? Because I mean, anybody with a brain can kind of understand that that's the way we're moving towards, right? Cold War mm-hmm. and Modern Warfare both seemed really unfinished on release, and they mm-hmm. still seem really unfinished, especially League Play recently with that whole debacle. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts, like, of them focusing more on their battle royale mode than their yearly titles, and kind of straying away from? The model that built them up into the company they are today we're evolving to the battle royale scene in general mm-hmm. and that's why they want to focus on that the most it's where it's where the attention is mm-hmm. it's where the money is um they're, they're trying to formalize how to make it more competitive yep. in regards to throwing tournaments um you know mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of games that started it prior to that pubg fortnite um, Apex, I'm pretty sure I'm missing a lot more. H1Z1 and all those. H1Z1, yeah. yep. And, you know, they they tested the waters with Blackout and BO4. It's it, pretty fun. To me, to me, it was, the mechanics was weird. Yep. And then they they did Warzone. Okay. Which had the same mechanics as, as the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. It was just, would ha- it just had shields. Yep. That's why the game took off. Because they gave for one, 150 players in one lobby was insane. Yeah, that's crazy. And you know, survival the fittest. You know, you, you dropping that much kills. Um, no matter how tiresome the map gets, it's still fun to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's not that I enjoy it more. Um, I definitely enjoy multiplayer more if I play with the whole squad. Yeah. Because that's that's again that's where I started with, exactly. and that's all I knew. Yep. But if if I'm just playing by myself, then it's definitely Warzone. Yeah. Um, it just, again, it's where the money is, bro. You don't, it's free to play, mm-hmm. but imagine every skin, every op- operator you buy is 20 bucks a piece. People you're, think you're it's, gonna, they think it's gonna, free. You know, so they're just like, yeah, oh, 20 yeah. bucks, whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. And then it adds up. Next yeah. thing you know, you spend like 500 grand, uh, $500 <laughs> on what, we're in season. Yeah. What season are we in? Well, uh, season one, technically. Season one, season, technically. Like, Season what four? There was four no, on Modern Warfare. It was like four or five okay, towards the so end of Modern Warfare. So technically, it was season five and six. Imagine you started buying the operator and the skin season one, like yeah. when it first came like out. Like twenty, forty bucks plus a season. The, yeah, plus a battle pass. Yeah, exactly. So I suppose you know? it's where the money's at. It just feels, yeah. just feels like these some of these like OG COD players like you and I, 
it's just like some people it's so mixed right some people are just like i love warzone they should keep updating it and some people mm -hmm. feel like they kind of got stabbed in the back right because you played these yearly titles and you know they should be really complete on release there shouldn't be mm -hmm. these game breaking issues there should be good balancing it should be w very well tested and played out and these last couple years with you know the huge focus on warzone it just seems like every year the especially for like your competitive players right because they have to mm -hmm. they hop on day one and they're scrimming trying to figure it out and you know it just feels like they're getting the short end of the stick because mm -hmm. the company is focusing solely on warzone it doesn't even seem like they're trying at this point with this whole league play thing come on mm -hmm. man it's the same as black ops 4 like it's i mean let's look at it this way um the moment warzone came out the viewership of competitive gaming no matter how you look at it yeah. has drastically been low yep the people who watches it are the people that have been in call of duty the one that's been following cwl yep the one that's been following og optic the dynasty uh optic yep. you know yep. when parasite was still part it, it was <laughs> it's the old the old fans yeah your classic fans but but getting newer fans to actually enjoy the game is within the circle mm -hmm. not not from uh, a fucking person walking down the street no you don't get that yep. because they don't find it appealing mm -hmm. because warzone came out exactly. now that they know call of duty has a battle royale mode and they see warzone they're like oh shit that looks fun to play and yep. the amount of clips that you actually produce and the amount of content you can produce with cold uh, with with warzone is far more visually appealing than fucking throwing a 250 to 5 yeah. hard point game. Yeah, because they just I mean? don't understand it, right? Because people can understand yeah. you had a lot of kills this game better than oh, you actually did your rotations and you got your exactly. trades better. It, there's just, it's, exactly. it's a shallower level of understanding for more, a more casual mm -hmm. audience. So I, like to us, yeah. when we watch CDL, right? Yep. Uh, when 100T like la thieves first 100 point club rocker yeah that's painful right yeah to, to us i'm like yo that was sick that, that... So a fucking person watching out of nowhere they're like yeah, yeah i don't understand yeah. but they they enjoy watching nick mercs drop 40 kills yeah on warzone yeah they yeah. enjoy aiden dropping 50 mm -hmm. or like a team dropping 156 kills or something yeah this it's easier to understand but the rocker thing is painful to bring up so <laughs> let's let's move past that. That hurts a little bit, but they'll they'll bounce back. They'll bounce back. I have faith. Mm -hmm. So, what really outside of Call of Duty and everything like that? What inspired you to start Heathens as a whole? Just competitive, uh, just the competitive aspect of all things. Mm -hmm. I've 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 okay. I had I've, I had the idea of having it back in two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. When BO1 came out, I had a team called Hope. Um, just for us playing GBs together, the competitive, the, like the call-outs. I think it was also the call-outs that kind of got into it because it was just awesome, like, having this communication between you and your teammates. Mm -hmm. You're like, damn, that shit's tight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it it's those long-stem passion that I just never really put too much effort to it in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't think it was possible. Because I saw how big Optic was and how big Phase got, Envy. Yep. Uh, people see everyone's like a lot of these Call of Duty 
new new fans are like, oh yeah, Dallas Empire. I'm like, bro, they were envy. They were envy. They yeah, are they, they still were, <laughs> envy. They're always gonna be envy. Yeah. Like there's no there's no way now. Um, you know, like everyone knows Atlanta phase, but they just it's phase. They don't remember phase plan <laughs> jumping off buildings, spinning in circles, and all that shit, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, like, it's, when when I saw those, I was like, I could do one. Yeah. Um. So I just honestly, I just did it out the whim. Uh, with, in all honesty, there's no, there was no blueprint. There was no actual business plan to it yep. until I saw how much potential it got. Like around August, when I picked up Brando Steam. Yep. That's when everything kind of started. Uh, started popping off. I was like, no shit. All right, well, gotta pick up the pace now. Ah, are you seriously watching the Insight Podcast by yourself? Nah, I'm with my. <laughs> Hey guys, Casual here. Thank you guys for listening in. Uh, No audio holes this week, but I am just coming to you guys to reach out to the community. If you guys have any ideas for guests that you think we should have on the show, please feel free to reach out to Wayuki, the Insight Podcast Twitter page, or myself at Casual, K-A-5-U-A-L on Twitter, and let us know who you think we should have on. Thank you guys, and back to the show. Mm -hmm. And you guys have been really doing well as of late you guys have been growing exponentially like i see you guys everywhere you guys are very good with your social media because i see you guys everywhere regardless of if it's you making fun of dropping me or whatever yeah you guys are still (laughs) active on the timeline and you got a lot of support around you in the community so i think people realize like i talked with zell from emergence i think it's kind of the same thing with you guys um people realize you you're a genuine org owner and you're doing what's best for your org and you care about your players right so I swear, everybody in the group chat every night, I see MJ put the the gif of him like breathing into the brown bag when his team's playing a COD game because he gets so anxious, right? Like, dude, I I I get hype. Yeah. Watching the COD players, mm-hmm. um, I get hype. I get that one when I first watched the Valorant squad play. I was sweating my ass off. I was like, <laughs> holy shit, we're in the top four. That was our first major tournament. I was like, holy shit, we're about to make this happen. Yep. Um, you know with with recent things, with with Madden, um, it just any anything, any competitive aspect, even my content creators when they have when the vibes are popping in their stream mm. and it's just immaculate. It just I don't know, man, I I enjoy those things. It just doesn't feel stale. Yeah. Or or like dry whenever I, I log on. Mm. Um you know, I just I always tell my players or at least, at least my members like the most important thing you can ask as an org owner to your team is what can I do for you? Yep. What what do you need me to do? Mm-hmm. What do you what can I help you with? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, just just connecting with your players and being reachable. I talked about that with Zell mm-hmm. last week too. You know, being reachable to your players and your content creators and just your members of a, of a community just makes it feel more as a, like a community as a whole, right? Cuz you don't want to be this unreachable figure at the top of the ladder and people have to work their way to know you're right there you're reachable and you're in the stream supporting and everything like that that just makes a really good environment which i think you guys have based on everything i've seen you know it seems more like a family aspect rather than just an organization i mean i i give a lot of credit to the team for that um i the only thing i did was bring them in and the, the rest People like people overcomplicate this, like overcomplicate it. 
Like, you got to do so much shit. Like, in a sense, you do, mm-hmm. right? But what the team members look for is very minimal. It's yeah. literally just for support. Yeah, I mean, they're not looking for, for support, bro. They're not looking for all this stuff. Like, there are some people, which we'll talk about later, that are like, mm-hmm. oh, give me salary, give me salary, right? There are those clowns, mm-hmm. right? But then you have your, <laughs> <laughs> then you have your genuine people, who really, you know, are about it, right? I think that's, I personally see that a lot going on with AS1, my org I'm part of. We, you know, we're mm-hmm. starting to build a lot of content creators, getting people in on the ground floor. And the people from, that got there from the beginning were all good friends, right? Like, shout out to John, mm-hmm. my homie that I've been friends with for a while. You know, he's in. And, you know, Josh is doing an amazing job over there trying to get that same community feel of just an organization. I think that's the way to really do it is just mm-hmm. bring your members in, get them in on this idea of just a wholesome group of like, content creators, players, supporting each other and everything like that. And you're going to see the results mm-hmm. sooner rather than later which I think you are, at the moment, you're seeing a lot of results from that and just good feedback from the community in general. Yeah, I I don't know, man. It just, looking back, I'm just like, I never thought I'd get to 900. I told you my goal was 500 at the end of the year yep. of 2020. I remember that. We got to 830-something. Yep. Or I think, yeah, 700, way past 500. And I was like, wow, that is the hell happened here? Yep, and now you're at I don't know. I don't know what happened. 900 something? Yeah, nine. I, the last time I checked was 920. Yeah. Um, so we're like 80 away from the big 1K. But even then, I just, instead of focusing, at least if I could give advice to anyone who's new at owning an eSport or owning a small org, stop focusing on the numbers. You'd mm-hmm. think that the big numbers is enticing to a lot of people. It really is. But at the same time, if you just focus on the content and the value that you provide out there, they're just going to come. I get, you know, I get, fun fact, I get a lot of followers after I post advices. Hmm. Like I, when, when I post advices or um, the good mornings, I get followers off of that. Nothing eSport related. Yeah. Hold up one second. Weirdly. Um, well, I think our recording cut out for some reason. Let me... Yeah, man, when I, I get, like, fun fact, I get most of the followers, um, like, when I post the advices, um, the good mornings, funny things. It's nothing truly eSport related. It's when I post, I, I get engagements off of it. And it's kind of, if you just don't focus too much on the numbers you have on your account, then you just focus on the content you provide. I'll just come along. Yeah. You know? It yeah. may be slow, but it'll, it'll definitely come. Yeah, it'll work out. You know, it's just being active on the timeline, I think, is the most important thing. People need to see your name. I talk about a lot about name recognition. You know, mm-hmm. it's seeing the na- your name on the timeline. It sticks in people's head, right? Like, one person I can think of that I've been seeing that a lot with is Spark, right? Like, he's been mm-hmm. on the timeline. People are seeing his name. And then they follow that, right? Because they see your name a lot. They keep seeing your name. And then they see you keep doing And if you build off of that, you keep going and going and going. Your name's everywhere, right? You see that with, yeah. like, Spark, Cheeto, guys like that, who their names are just growing and growing because they're active on the timeline. They're doing things that get their name out there more, and people are just seeing the name, like, oh, what's this guy doing? Let me go check what he's doing. Oh, he's doing this thing. Let me follow him, keep up with him, right? That's mm-hmm. what 
I think a lot of orgs need to focus on. It's not just about, oh man, our team completely destroyed in this random league or whatever. No, just be active on the timeline. And make people see your name. Post cool clips or whatever. And don't and be be professional, right? I've seen orgs on the timeline just like clowning people, right? On the on the org page. <laughs> like what what kind of image is that gonna be? Someone's like, Oh, I'm looking for content creation, you see the org yeah, 250 to 50, shitters, like, I, I'm i not going to want to be a part of that, obviously, and I don't think anybody else wants to, because you don't stream for two days, a dude's down your neck calling you a shitter, 1v1, making whatever, right, whatever, mm-hmm. but, it's, yeah, those, it's, those people are funny, it's, it's hilarious, I, I get a kick out of those people, you know, and mm-hmm. I get a kick out of <laughs> COD players, too, so let's move into COD players as mm-hmm. a subject here. I'm not going to mention names, but people who are a free agent every other, not even week, every week, every week, right? There's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. What do you think is really going on with those players? Is it an ego thing? Is it, you know, is it actually their teammates costing them? What, What do you think's going on with like all these kids free agents every week, right? We talked about this with Seth in the first episode a little bit of these mm-hmm. just team hopping every mm-hmm. other cup, every week. You know, what do you think's really happening with those players? Like, put yourself in their shoes. Honestly, man, when I look at Snappy, bro. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it just... Okay, look, I... I personally believe when it comes to players just keep jumping off rosters every single time is because they have this some sort of expectations and standards mm-hmm. that they believe they have for themselves. Yep. So they try to put everyone in that level knowing that they're not even in that level. Yeah, just kind of right? set, setting no, your goals too high. Yeah, it's not realistic. Yeah. All right, you know, he... When you see him tweet, because I mean I'm not I'm not shitting on the guy. I'm just like, using him as an example because he does he is an FA damn near every two weeks every week. Yeah. Um. He 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 says the reasons why he's an FA, um, and you always see the same thing, which mm-hmm. is either my team's not vibing, the team wasn't working out, um, the team was this, the team is that. It's it's always about the team. Mm-hmm. There's never, there's never one, one was like, I wasn't feeling it. Like, you know, a sense of responsibility. Yeah, it's always, you know, team stuff. It's it's not always a team's fault. And that's everybody, it, though. That's not just him. That's literally... That's a lot of people. Every free agent on my timeline, right, that is like, oh, I need a new team for the cup. I have this many pro points. Don't cost, right? You know, yeah. at what point does it get to, do you think, man, maybe you should, maybe I should look internally Right, because mm-hmm. I've had six teams this year, and not a single one has placed <laughs> top sixty-four. Right, not a single mm-hmm. one. Because that's um, just a sidetrack. That's what Seth and I talked about. Is the difference between like people where he's at? They're like, how mm-hmm. can we get to Sunday? How can we, you know, because they're not worried about top sixty-four or anything like that. They're worried about like top eight, top four, right? Mm-hmm. But these AMs at this level are like top sixty-four. I need my points, right? Just give me my points. Right. Mm-hmm. 
So if you and there's a lot of teams that make 64, man. Given there's a lot of good teams out there, but a lot of teams mm-hmm. make 64. I think you had a team that made 64. Um, I had a, yeah, I had one that made it twice. Yeah, exactly. You know, so there's a lot of teams that make 60 that can make 64. I mean, that's 64 teams every cup, right? So mm-hmm. if you put the work in, you're gonna you're probably going to get there, right? It's just about the no, amount of work you put in. <laughs> Bro, I was telling uh, my captain that when it's like, okay, you get to T64, sometimes it's run three, sometimes it's run four. Yep. Right? And then more often than not, you get a bye. Mm-hmm. So that means you only get, what, you just need to win six maps to get to T64? Yep. If you if you have and a bye, then, and it works out mm-hmm. that way. Yeah, you get you, you, you need to get six maps, right? Yep. And then you don't think about it, but T16 is another six maps. Yeah, exactly. Right? You get, because then you win after 664, it's T32. Yep. That's, that's three maps. Three more. Nope. Or, let's know, wrong. That's still a best of five. It's best of three now. Oh, that's right. Wait, no. Is it? No. It's a best of, yeah, it's a best of three. So it... you win two maps. Yeah, it is. Okay. T, only until when you're playing for T32. Then it goes to five. Best of, yeah. Just to speed it up a little bit, because they've been taking yeah. forever. No, it just... How do you expect to have a team that will stick long term, quote unquote, which is a lot of these players post, mm-hmm. if you don't stay long term? Right. And how are you? How, sense, how right? do you expect to beat the teams like your team? Right. Like they've placed top sixty four a couple times. They're there, right? How do you expect yeah. to be that team that's been together for a while when you pick up three guys before on on you know, on Thursday night? You get a day of scrims mm-hmm. and then you have to play on Saturday. How do you expect to really make progress? When you're playing teams that have been together for how long has your team been together for? A couple months? No, no, dude. For my challenges team has been together since June oh, last yeah. year. How do you expect to beat those guys? <laughs> you know, <laughs> they've been together for you know over half of a year, and you've been mm-hmm. with your team for a day and a half. You know, mm-hmm. thinking about it like that makes it sound dumb, right? But that's the way mm-hmm. it's working right now. Yeah, yeah. It, it just honestly look at. Let's use the the best team in the AM community. Let's use Wester. Yep. They've been a while. They've been together for a while. Even Zapius, even Paul said that in in the in the conversation with Work. Mm-hmm. The the one of their main strengths is that they've been together for a while. Yep. So they're able to fix things and adjust and adapt to certain situations because of their experience. Yeah. They, together. They know how they all play together. They've been playing together for so long. They know how mm-hmm. each player works. They know what these players are going to hold. They know what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And you can't you can't expect to beat, you know, some of these. I feel like some of these amps think they should be at the top, right? They should be the ones winning every week. But Everyone should. I mean, you know, dream high. Dream, dream high. Dream high, right? But base it in somewhat reality, right? Because you don't want to set your yeah. – you don't want to set it too high, right? Like, I'm not sitting here like, oh, my God, I'm going to get picked up by a CDL team to play, right? I'm not sitting mm-hmm. here saying that, right? Because I'm not competing as much right now. But I'm not setting my goals that high right now. Because mm-hmm. if I sit there and I say, I want to make the CDL in six months as a substitute, it's, you know, maybe I will. But you need to set yourself goals along the way and make it an accurate timetable, right? You can't say, you can't hop into Cold War saying, oh, it's my year. I'm going to be on a team by the end of the season. And then hop a team every week. You need mm-hmm. to. You can set your goals high. Don't get me wrong. Feel free, but you need to be able to really crack down 
and set yourself some minor goals along the way. I'm going to stick with this team for two weeks at least and see how it goes. Right? I'm going to see how high we place in this cup. I'm going to place top 64 of this cup with this team I've been together with for two weeks. Build off of each single one, and you're going to see results rather than starting from the bottom again, working your way back up. Right? Because you build, you build a little bit with those guys, you slash it, and then you start over. Right? How are yeah. you? It'd be like starting a basketball game at halftime at zero again when the other team has forty. You know, it's just that's a good, that's a good example. You know, yeah. it's not gonna work because the other team's been together for a while and they're already ahead of you. So you need mm-hmm. to somehow catch up. But if you keep starting over at zero again, <coughs> you're not gonna beat them. You're never gonna have results, and you're just gonna get caught in this cycle. I see a lot of these AM players in, which is got costed, didn't place, need new team. I have this many pro points. Pro points don't matter. Seth said it. I say it. It, it doesn't matter, right? It's You're playing a GB ladder match for points, right? You can lose 9 out of 10 matches. As long as you play your matches every mm-hmm. week, you have your points, right? Points don't mm-hmm. matter as much as people like them to do. Is seeding nice? Yes, but does seeding really matter that much outside mm-hmm. of you know top 32 most of the time? Mm-hmm. Probably not, right? Unless you're going to somehow yeah. randomly get seated like I did last year against FaZe Academy, right? You know, coincidentally, just randomly in our bracket for top, like, 64. You know, so but, far, I mean, we, like, for, for us, we've been fluctuating between 50 to 59 yeah. for our seed. Yeah, and that's and good. We, it matters, but, like, at the same time, it doesn't. You know, and, like, because like in round four, you can, in round four, we had... New York Academy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh shit. You know, I think the way I think of it is if I have three guys that have their points, right? Three guys who have their full points, and one guy who maybe has like 400 something, right? But he's mm-hmm. going to put way more work in than the other guy who has max points. I'm taking that other guy, right? Because if you're an AM player and you really think you're at the level of all these other top AM teams, well, then why do pro points matter? If you're at mm-hmm. that level, if you put the work in, you should be able to keep up with them, if not beat them, right? Mm-hmm. If you're if you're so confident in your skill, pick up the players that you think can help you and your team more than the random on the timeline who's got his pro points. Because seeding cool, but if you don't put the work in, you're gonna lose top 128 anyways to people who have less pro points than you. And put the exactly. work in. <coughs> uh, where am I? Why are there? What are all these mirrors and lights and sh- oh, what's that door? Oh, it says I need to find the next guest for the insight pot. That's such a fucking weird question. What? It- Hold on. You guys hear that? What the hell is that? Oh no. Oh god. Oh god, no! No! Right? So it matters to a point. It's not as it's not this life or death thing that I keep seeing on the timeline. And I'm just I'm so sick of it. I'm in so insanely sick of it because I barely had pro points in Black Ops Four, right? But with my mm-hmm. team in Black Ops Four, we were scrimming, playing tournaments and stuff. I remember we were playing a team that went to Anaheim. I think they placed like decently well in Anaheim too. We made them leave during the controls because they just got smoked. But they had their pro points, but we put more work in. Right? Yeah. 
So I think that's bad it's just all it's just all the people that's <clears throat> sorry that's has been grinding the game. I've been going. they have been playing together. Matters mm-hmm. more than the points, of course. Yeah, literally, that's that's how it is. It's just how it is. Is if you can find both, awesome, right? If you can find a guy with his max points that's really dedicated and wants to watch his vods, really put in the work, win. Mm-hmm. You know, huge win. But you're not gonna find a lot of the dudes who have those points and put in the work that are outside the top 32. I'm sorry for everyone listening to it that has the points that place outside the top. I'll say, I'll say 64. We'll say placing, right? That places top 64. If you're stuck in that cycle and you are have your max points and you place outside top 64, there's one of two things going on, right? One, maybe your team just doesn't actually mesh, right? Maybe you guys don't mm-hmm. actually play well together. Or two, maybe it's like something you're doing. Maybe it's your attitude towards, I'm a free agent every other week. Maybe you're not putting the time in. Maybe you're not sticking with it. So what I would say to everyone listening is if you're one of those guys who hops from team to team every week, play another cup with them. Stick it out. See how it goes. Put the scrims in. Don't have a bad attitude towards it. Right? Oh, we didn't play well this cup. Let's hit the VODs, hit the scrims really hard for this next one and then see how that goes at least at minimum right give it a couple weeks because you can't start from zero it, it, and be hero in two it weeks. is the way that just that our society works man you know people want that instant gratification yeah where they they just want to win right away like dude if, if you knew if you're a, if you just formed this team you literally got to give it at least two months yeah and you got to be patient with it if this card ain't working out for you there's the next card and the card after that I told I told my team that yep. there there might be a, a way there might be a time where you guys come across a crossroad where you know shit is not our year okay then there's next it's yeah. a year after that yeah I mean it's it's some people play better on some games than others maybe this just isn't your game maybe you're underperforming mm-hmm. like I was good I I felt that like I started this year and I was just like wow you know this is ridiculous given I was playing cheaters pretty often um. I was just like, wow, this doesn't feel good. This doesn't really feel like my year, you know. And so I was just like, you know what? I'm going to move towards content creation and everything like that. You know, if you want to keep competing, you need to re- you need to self-analyze, right? You need to be un- be able to understand Always. what are my capabilities? What do I bring to mm-hmm. a team, right? Because you're not scum, right? <laughs> you're not. Say it louder, yep. You're, you're right. You're not scum. You're not in the league. Some of you aren't placing top 64. This might come off a little harsh, but you need to look at yourself and what you're doing before you point the finger at other people and say, mm-hmm. "Hey, you're costing me. I'm I'm done. I'm I'm leaving the team." Point the finger yeah. inwardly yeah. first. Yeah. And then look at what's wrong with your teammates. And then if they're good teammates, not there shouldn't be an issue with bringing up, "Hey, like you didn't hold this angle." Let's talk about it. Why didn't you do this? Break it down with them. But if you get into it, if there's a huge argument about it, there's an issue, right? But if you don't ever bring yep. it up, then you never know, right? Yeah. The more you, the more you bring that negativity of like, you know, my team is this, the team is that, my player got, my player costed me, yada yada yada. I'm an FA. It's like there's there's people with a big brain. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see through that <laughs> like you're just yeah. no bro and it, it, no. orgs will see that too right because 
all of a sudden you'll get a team, right? I got a team. Let's say, let's say MJ, I completely just egoed you like you did to me, right? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I completely egoed you and I said, hey, we didn't place top 64 after playing for a week. I'm gone, right? And I go on the timeline mm -hmm. for the seventh time in the last two months saying I'm a free agent. My team just, you know, I my team costed me. And then I get a team and I come to an org, right? And I'm just like, hey, I got this team. We're looking for like some tournament entries. You know, we're really dedicated. We really, we really want to do well, and we really think we have a good chance to play top 64. As an org mm -hmm. owner, you're gonna be like, no. <laughs> I've seen you on the timeline. A free agent every week. Why would I bring you on, of all people? Yeah. And so there's a lot of <laughs> free agent, orgless COD players. It is. Yeah. It's like, a, you... it's like a pandemic. Sorry. It's like a pandemic in the COD community. It's the COVID of the COD community. I'm saying it. It's free agent, orgless COD players with egos. Awful. And and then you wonder, and then these players wonder why. Yep. Yeah. Like, yep. You can go down their timeline. Like, I don't know why it's always happening. Bro, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. You can't, you can't be serious about that. But they are. You know? But they're all just kind of weird, you know. Yeah, they don't. I think they just don't look. They look. I think. I think that's a lot of the problem with just in society in general. This person did this to me. Not my fault. Exactly. And like, that's not gonna work. That's not gonna fly whatsoever. Point the finger at yourself before you do anybody else. If you can take credibility for it, and say like, "Hey, I didn't do a lot for this team. I felt like I was holding them back, so I stepped down." People are going to respect that a lot more than saying, oh, man, they costed me. I'm a free agent again. I'm the nastiest on the timeline. Hit my line, right? Like, come on, you're just a clown. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. Not actually. So. I'm not actually sorry to say it. I'm, I'm it's just straight up 100% true. And, and it, you know, when people call them out on the, time, on the timeline, mm -hmm. they get defensive. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> I'm delusional. It's, no, there's no point. There's, there's absolutely no point to help those people. And I have wanted to, what I've wanted to do is like, I've wanted to like try talk to some of them, right? Because I see them on the like timeline. Ah, oh, top am. I'm a top am player. Or like top, I said this with like the episode with uh, Seth too. These people who place like top 128, top am eights, right? I'm like, bro, I look, at, I look at the names there. I'm like, huh? I don't think any of these dudes have ever seen plays top 64 or 32. If you're a top M, you got to at least play top 16, right? And mm -hmm. no, these guys don't. They just have the ego that they are. And that's the problem. And it's also other people enabling them to be that way. Yeah. And I said it multiple times. Yeah. You know, a lot of these individuals, like, I vouch. What are you, what are you vouching for? <laughs> what are you really about? And then you got org owners doing with their orgs like i'll pick you up i pay salary i'm like what dude <laughs> all right you know what screw this i'm not even gonna bother let's talk about dude. salary as for am players right so let's talk about the situation shout out to furious steel yeah yeah for kind of bringing this one to my attention <laughs> <laughs> so he puts in the group chat he's like these guys who were they top 64 or had they not 
placed top 64. They, okay, okay, okay. They, they're, no, they placed top 64, but they said they were on the cusp of being a T32, T16. Okay. So, these guys... Let me, hold on, hold on. Before okay. we get into this, yeah. that team is broken up, and they're all FAs. Okay. Fitting. Very fitting. All right. Mm-hmm. So, these guys come to Yaya, and they're like, hey, you know, we want salary from you. Mm-hmm. And given, you know, Fury Steel just started back up. They're just trying to get everything worked out. And Yaya's in the chat like, bro, what? Like, why, why do these dudes who want our top 64 want a salary from me? Mm-hmm. And given, there were some notable names, right? Like, what was the one dude? I've seen his name on the timeline before. Daniel? No, it was the... Uh... Oasis? Might have been Daniel. Maybe. I don't know. I forget. But I see, I remember, like, regardless of who you are, and, you know, Fury mm-hmm. Steel's not the biggest org right now, right? You know, you can't expect a salary from these organizations. Maybe they'll pay for your tournament entries. Um, mm-hmm. That That's a luxury, right? It's not that much money regardless, but that's a luxury. You're not paying for it, and they're paying for your entries, and they're going to promote your tweets if you win. And all that. You're going to get your name on more timelines like we talked about earlier. People are going to recognize you more. Win-win, right? Mm -hmm. But these guys are like, we want a salary every month because we're nasty and all this. And then you're like, oh, what are your placements? We're on the cusp of being a really good team, but we want you to salary us anyways. Bro, (laughs) why would I give you you salary before you can prove what you do, right? Mm -hmm. And that'd be like drafting an that'd be like drafting an NBA player saying here's your contract. I haven't really seen you play much at all, but here's your millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. No, that doesn't. It's not how it works. In any sport, esport, competitive anything, results come first. Exactly. Gotta have results. So please, any AMs listening. You get clowned if you ask for salary and you don't have good placement. I'm. Uh, a lot of people say, you know, T16 maybe can get paid. T8 for sure. Eight. Nah, T4 for me. T4 for you? Yeah, you gotta get T4. I don't care if you're D8. Because, bro, what, what's. You you pay a eighth place? Eighth place? Yeah. The thing with that, what, though. What is this? Eighth place? The thing with that is, from talking with Seth. The guys at the top eight, top sixteen level, when you get there, they're all really good, and they all can potentially move up or down, depending on the week, right? You know, yeah. and so I can see maybe at that level, you know, salaring those guys because maybe they'll place top sixteen this week, but then all of a sudden they get past that one team that beat them. Oh, they're top eight. Now they're top four, right? Because they're all really, really good players up there. You know, guys like Sib. You know, all those top amps, like NYSL Academy, Seth's team, uh, built by gamers, Westar. We can actually look at it this way, of how when it comes to salary, when it when the amateur scene, right? People are not considering the ROI for the people investing into these players. Yep. You can pay, hypothetically, let, let's throw in a number. There's four players mm-hmm. plus a coach, so five. And then you pay them five hundred dollars each a month. Mm-hmm. That's what twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred a month. A month. Okay. the The price pool for Challenger Cups is twenty five 
2500 I think I think so. Right? Yeah. First place gets 2000 Yeah, I think first place gets 2000 Okay, so where are you getting your ROI from? Second, second, some of these players don't stream that much. Yep. Or they don't have enough personal branding to even get something out of from the stream. Exactly. Or sponsors. Mm-hmm. So where do you get your ROI from? Nowhere. 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 It's a black hole. Okay, so okay, so why? Why? Tell me why. They've, I can't. You know why I would put that much knowing because I've people just throwing numbers there saying like, yeah, you know, T sixteen. I'm like, dude, what are you gonna get out of it? Oh, exactly. Like, really? Top sixteen. If you really look cool. at it. No, T eight is cool. T eight's cool, but like, it's the same T eight T, even T four. Because then now, now, now you're looking at and people too much. Okay, people put too much emphasis on growing their org and placements. Mm-hmm. Right, I have to get out of that notion because it doesn't work that way. Because yeah. more often than not, you're going to get more ROIs elsewhere. Mm-hmm. than any placement tournaments. Yeah. The the best person to actually, one of the best people to actually get in the conversation with that is Ivan from Carnage because mm-hmm. he, he knows very well the scene. He has, okay, a, lot, a lot of people may think he's a clown or he's the troll or whatever, but dude has eight pro teams. Yeah. And, you know, he got second place last year. Exactly. In Challengers Championship. So he knows, he knows the ins, he knows the outs. It's so, just... like, listening to him and talking to him makes you realize, like, why they're not in the Call of Duty scene. Yep. It's not fucking worth it's it. It's not there. In, in a sense. It's just, you know, if you, even if you want 100 bucks a month, right, and you mm-hmm. aren't even a top 64 team, and <laughs> you don't have branding, mm-hmm. and you then you're, like, you know, you win a tournament, and the org wants... 20% of it, right? Let's say mm-hmm. you let's say you win Wigs League, right? Mm-hmm. And I forget what his prize pool was last season for I his think the first I think like one it was like 1500, like 1250. It was a lot. So let's say I like think first place 1000 had like 700. 700. So let's say 700, right? Yeah. They're paying you 100 bucks each month, right? And to cover mm-hmm. that, they're like, "Hey, we're going to take we're going to take 140 bucks." of this tournament winnings, right? And the players are going to be like, why are you taking my winnings? Why are you taking my winnings? You know, they want salary, but they're not willing to work with them to make it mm-hmm. even for the organization. Like a good org that is, I know, we both know, 410 does that really well with how they pay their players, right? I don't think those play. I don't know if those players are salaried or not. Um, But when it comes to like tournaments, like I think when they won a league, I think Sharon and Drew took a very very minimal amount right super mm-hmm. minimal i think it covered the entry and maybe like 40 50 bucks right mm-hmm. you know and well they're not paying their players but if you pay your players the org's going to take more of that so wouldn't you as a player be under an org have them cover the entry don't be salaried or anything and then get more from the tournament winnings when you prove that you're worth it mm-hmm that make more sense to me, because the chance that you finding an org to salary you when you're a top sixty four team, very little, probably none, unless you completely bamboozle some owner or you have a really good brand. Not happening. 
So yeah. stay. Well, you're right. You're right. Yep. Yeah, steer away from it. These orgs, these orgs at this level are not salarying players unless they get a guy who has a really, really good brand. That's yeah, just... I tell everyone who comes in, I'm like, we're not paying nothing. Nope. So if, if you think we are, then you're a lost buddy. You know, maybe you got 5,000 followers on Twitch and you pull 100 viewers a stream and you have a good Twitter platform. You're like, hey, like, I want 100 bucks a month to just play for you so I can, like, help me financially not have to, like, work as much so I can put more time into it, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's a better return on your investment, right? Because you're getting promotion and all that. But that guy who has 100 Twitter followers coming to me and saying, hey, give me, give me salary, I'm nasty. But who are you? <laughs> like, you don't have... It like, happens all the time. I'm just like, who, who, who are you? And why do you think you deserve this? Mm -hmm. So, advice, steer away from that. You look like a clown and stick with your team. I will clown people on the timeline. If I keep seeing it, I'm at the cusp. I like to stay professional. I like to stay professional, but I'm at the cusp of just being like, dude, come on. This is this is ridiculous. This has got to be a joke. Like, you're just trolling at this point. No, these guys are serious. So I'm at the cusp of just going full furious steel on these guys and just ripping into them. It's... Mm, shit, I mean, sometimes <laughs> it happens. You know? Yeah, sometimes... It'd be like that. So let's uh, let's end the conversation here. Let's talk one last subject here. What's the end yeah, goal go for, for heathens as a whole? Just to be a well-rounded, known organization. Mm -hmm. um, Esport-wise, yes, but there's more to it that I want to do with it. Um, having having such a foundation laid out. Already, I can do so much yeah. from it, especially with the people that I'm with, especially the team that I have, especially the relationship that we all have. I can do so much more to do more to be more, right? It's mm -hmm. when COVID is over, community services, volunteer work, um, making making a difference yeah. using the platform that we have mm -hmm. and not just like, oh, you do competitive. Like, eh, that's great. You know, yeah, but we want to we want to be an angle, all angle, yeah, organization. Yeah, I like that. Um, I like that. So yeah, I mean, that's just things that all, all these orgs don't do. Direct, they're, they're in it for the clout. We want clout. Here's our here's our team that places really well. Follow me, right? Mm -hmm. But I think it means more to do stuff like that. I was very involved with philanthropy when I was a kid, so I get that. Like giving back is a better feeling. You know, it's really oh, yeah, cool to 100%. see your COD team win, right? But if you go volunteer for an hour, that makes a huge difference. Yeah. So I like that aspect of it. I think it's a really good place to go and you're not setting your goals extremely high like some of these orgs do, like we talked about earlier. It's realistic. Mm -hmm. It's something that you can manage. It's something that's doable within the next few months if, you know, We'll say five, six months if COVID starts to die down, which it's starting to a little bit. Or at least it's starting to, yeah. At least where I'm at, it's really kind of died down. So I like that. Very reachable. So that's going to actually wrap up all the time we have for today, MJ. So um, 
floor is yours for a little bit. If you want to shout out or talk about anything else, feel free. No, I, mean, I just really want to say I appreciate you for bringing me to, to your show. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I, I personally would say that I've been knowing about this idea for a while. Yep. Um, you told me about this when, when we had a conversation a few months back. Yep. Um, that you, you had plans of doing this with, with AS1 and 410. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's amazing to see you making that happen. Yeah. You know, for, for, just want to thank my team, I guess, for, <laughs> for being who they are. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're a bunch of fools and shit on timeline. <laughs> it just, that's who we are, man. Yeah. 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 Yeah, personally, just shout out to everyone, shout out to everyone at uh, Heathens Esports. You guys are definitely one of my favorite orgs in the scene. I try to keep up with as many of your players as possible, just because I know that if they're under MJ, they're probably a pretty good dude and probably fun to keep track of on the timeline. <laughs> so, hopefully, MJ and I can rekindle our team, and you know, I'm going to play basketball tonight, so I'll let you know if I win the uh, old man basketball championship tonight. And, you know, maybe you can pick me up again if your ego drops a little bit. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Okay, yeah. Practice our shots before you came in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thanks, MJ, for coming on. Uh, as always, thank you to AS1 and 410 Network for... Why well, I said 410 Network? What's wrong with me? AS1 Network and 410 Gaming for sponsoring, empowering the show. We will be live again next week with a new guest. So thank you guys always for listening. It's been Wayuki. I'll see you later. Peace. All right, brother. Have a good one.